This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number 62. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Today, we're talking to Charming Robinson from Stars Designs by Charming. Hi, Charming. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Vincent, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, Charmin? Nice to meet you as well. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. I'm wonderful. So Charming is one of the vendors at Acoma Market, which is where we met her. And so, Charming, why don't you uh, kick it off by telling us a little bit about your business? My business is Star Designs by Charming. I am an artist. I paint in acrylics. And I also, um, so I create acrylic on canvas, timekeepers, clocks, <laughs> um, handcrafted jewelry, coasters, dominoes. I started painting um, July 2020. I started taking some tutorials on Facebook. Um, met a young lady that was doing the painting. I was just admiring it, like, ooh, I could do some of that for my family, friends. And that was as far as my brain took it at that time. So I started taking notes on the, um, you know, what to do, how to learning how to mix the paint. And then I kind of got like stumped and I was like, I don't think I know what I'm doing. So when I first mixed my first paint, I only did it with water, which I believe should be fine, but it could be better. So I just kept searching, kept searching, finding a couple people of people to follow that I felt like I trusted. And um, I just kept practicing. Um, so usually I was doing like three canvases a day in the beginning, just, just keep on practicing, practicing. And then one day I decided to try one where I poured the paint through a colander and I just cried. And cried and cried like, oh, God, I'm on to something. And in that moment, I remembered that my father used to paint. So it immediately became more real to me, more meaningful. And then I knew after that that I would start a business um, doing the paint. But I still had a hard time calling myself an artist. Um, so that took Probably within the first year, I was very, very uncomfortable with being called an artist. Um, and I think maybe I just didn't like want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm an artist. But it really needed to be said and it needed to be um, just known in that way. So I was able to start painting and like showing my kids I'm a mother of seven. So they were able to like kind of start with me. Actually, when I first did it, I let them do the first paintings the day before I did mine. And so that was interesting. Um, my baby was two at the time and he was so interested um, in the process. And um, so I, I pour my paint out of cups. I mix my paint down and I pour it out of cups. So it's called pour painting or fluid art. And then I decided, well, I think I need to get a couple of brushes and see what I can do there. And that's been an exciting journey too, because I've been able to like 
focus and kind of just go far out at the same time and um, let God bring me into a place where he's like, you could do this, you could do that, you could, you know, so I painted a well and I was like, oh my goodness, I made free willy. <laughs> and um, so I started like giving my paintings away to uh, my friends and family at first and then I just kept on, you know, buying supplies. And then I decided that January of 21 for Martin Luther King's birthday that I would um, that I would start my business. So by January 19th, I was an LLC. And so that was exciting and confusing, <laughs> but very proud moment um, for wanting to work out of poverty, into just something better for myself and my family and as a black woman. Um, so the more and more I did it, I just became more proud, but still very humbled um, by the experience. So did I hear you correctly? You were completely self-taught? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. And so and, I and, and it's hard it's hard for me even to like accept that part because I still like am so grateful for the lady that took her time to give me a tutorial and you know in essence she really gave it to whoever else follows her on Facebook but I took the time you know started taking notes and really took it serious because um interior design has always been a focus of mine and so I didn't realize that God led me in that pathway, like the foot in the door where people trusted me just off of seeing my artwork to be able to send me pictures of their wall space of their homes or their business that I could create something to go with it. So it's really been magnificent. And you said that you had a hard time calling yourself an artist. Why, why is that? Um, some days I really feel like I still don't know, but I think maybe I didn't feel like I had earned the title. I'm still kind of confused about that. I didn't, it felt haughty or something. I don't know, <laughs> but now I welcome it, but it still feels kind of shy. Yeah. So now I definitely you know, put it out there. And when I introduce myself, if that's what I want them to know, I usually start with that. I'm a local artist. <laughs> and so I'm that's very, amazing. I'm very, yeah, I'm very proud to, I've been in Oakland since 2010. And so I'm very proud to have been here and um, raising my children here and being a part of the community and then actually able to start my business here in Oakland base. I live in East Oakland and 81st and Bancroft. So in the thick of it a little bit, you know, but in spite of, I'm still, you know, going for it, raising my kids, being a part of the community, meeting different people. And then my artwork is making it into local businesses here. And I'm really, really proud of that. Really, really. So fun. I have a, a couple of questions. I, I'm very excited for you and, and this path and journey that you're on. Um, so when I look at your website where uh, you've got like a ton of beautiful artwork that's out there, 
Um, I see that you have some pieces that are that look like they're in spaces like homes or or whatnot. Um, how did you get into the point of being able to actually uh, get people to buy your paintings to or your artwork to put in homes? Because um, it, it feels like you 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 did this very quickly and you've gotten to a point where now you kind of got some serious adoption. Um. Some of that started with um, my cousin owns a barbershop in San Francisco, Gifted Crowns Barbershop. And he was my, one of my first, he was my first buyer. And this was before I actually started the business portion. And I believe that helped in propel and, and um, just the him helping believe in me, my family believing in me. And, um, so when I started the business in January of 21, by February 21, I was doing my first pop-up. So I did my first pop-up in San Leandro. And then I just, that excited me and scared me. I didn't, you know, really know what I was doing, but I just kept doing. And then I also had found a mentor program on Facebook and it ended up being Christian mentor program for artists. And that was really amazing, too, because that really helped me learn different things of how to do the business, why to do the business, why to be a creator like like uh, God um, and how to create with the Holy Spirit. And so that has really been really great because God knew I didn't know nothing about business in that form. <laughs> so that has really helped me a lot. And um and just really let me know that I was in the right space. And so once I started with one business, so then I would just kind of like randomly go in places like, excuse me, can I, you know, offer you my card? Can I tell you about my artwork? And it started just latching on. And then from going to the different pop-ups, um, also the lady um, that works at the Oakland Housing Authority, and she came to my first pop-up, her and her sister. And her sister ended up buying a painting that my daughter did. And that was really inspiring and beautiful, too, because that gave my child inspiration and hope. And so um, it's really been great in the community that that we live in is really inspiring and really helpful in the arts. So that's important. And that has showed me um, a lot as well. That's great. And it's interesting because I was just about to ask you what have been some of the benefits of, of starting your business in Oakland? One of the benefits for sure is that this is my home. This is where right now I plan on being. And so it was very important to me to start it right here where I'm at. And, you know, some people tried to say, oh, do it, do it this, you know, sign it up here or do this, that. And, or even, how you form your LLC, you know, do it out of California because the taxes, this, that, and a third. And I didn't want to do that. Um, so I was born and raised in San Bernardino, California. Um, I moved to the Bay Area originally in 2002 when my mother passed away. Moved back, decided like, no, I want to go back there. And so um, in 2010, I moved to Oakland and so that has been very uh, vital for me 
for the time that I spent in Oakland, getting to know Oakland, loving Oakland to start my business in my home base. So now I tell people I'm from San Bernardino, Oakland. <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if it's appropriate to ask this, but like, how do you get your inspiration for your paintings okay. uh, and your other artwork? Um, like, are you, do you walk in with kind of a set idea, set color scheme, and then you create, or is it just whatever you feel that day? Um, when I first, well, even still now, but when I first, first started, everything was about color matching for me. Um, so I started really just, just trying to see how the colors go together and, um, and then practicing the design that I wanted to create, whether it was a tree ring pour or a dirty pour and a tree ring pour, you would layer your cups very precisely and very carefully. And when you put the paint in the cups, you can see each color and you pour it very carefully and very precise. And then I move the canvas around. But if I'm doing a dirty pour, then I just put my paint in the cup any kind of way, any kind of order. And then I pretty much pour it on the canvas in any kind of order as well. Um, and still moving the canvas around, letting the paint flow off the sides. Um, so at first it's been a lot of color. And then I started practicing the design steps to get the certain um, movements on the canvas. And then I started learning about composition um, that I didn't have an idea about in that form. And so first I was just like, just trying a bunch of things. And then I decided, oh, I need to do some stuff that is geared towards actually matching decor, you know, in homes and businesses. And then I went in that uh, direction, you know, for color schemes, earth tones, darks, lights and stuff like that. And and then when I started practicing the brush strokes, I was inspired by an artist by the name of Alma Thomas. Um, she was born in the 1800s. And she, some of her artwork made it to um, the White House when the Obamas was there. And uh, Michelle Obama put her artwork in the White House. And so I decided to do a homage to her. And that original piece that I first started with that was not brushstroke. It was a pour, but I went by the color scheme that she uh, would do. And that is in the barbershop in San Francisco. And then I started doing the brushstrokes to... Not necessarily mimic, but to pay respects to her. And um, so I had asked myself, why does she use all these bright colors, you know? And then I thought about us as Blacks and as humans in general, but as Black people and our struggles and our the things that we've had to go through. And I said, we've had enough darkness. We need this color. We need this light, you know? So then that became just like a, a propel of like oh color and I started just buying a lot of bright paints <laughs> really bright paints to to match that to match that feeling of good of um we don't have to be in this dark space nice so when you are doing um work for say for interior design or or to uh, kind of be to complement the interior of a home like do you go see the space first or, you, or do you just take uh, 
kind of some guidance from the client or how do you, how does your process work for that? Um, sometimes it's a little bit of both. So I was honored to be able to do um, two commissions for a Sweet Fingers uh, Jamaican restaurant here in Oakland. And I actually went there on Mother's Day and had happened to offer my card. And uh, the young lady was like, let me show you something. And she took me into the VIP room and she was like, I need artwork for this wall. And the wall is like huge. <laughs> and so I said, I, I know what you need. You know, we're going to make it happen. Walked around the restaurant. I took pictures of different colors that are in the restaurant that she said she wanted incorporated textures and took picture of the wallpaper in the VIP room. Um, five months later, um, she commissioned me to do the work. But like within a week after meeting her, I went back to the restaurant, measured the wall, um, explained what I thought it needed um and what would complement it and so i had came home and picked out the paint colors like immediately to match the different um things that are in the restaurant so when i completed them and took them there i did installation as well and um it it just was a perfect match for the feeling that um the client wanted and for the desire that I have for the space as well. So a little bit of both. Sometimes I go straight in and able to look, and sometimes a person may send me pictures. Um, and then sometimes people are just like, just, just do something. <laughs> so do you mainly, and I actually, do, you mainly I, do commission pieces? Is that what most of your work is? No, most of my work right now is actually me creating and getting out selling uh, whatever was on my heart and, and, and what surprises came up out of it. Um, but commissions is something that I want to grow into more, um, just to really capture, uh, you know, what the person is looking for. And how long does the average piece take you to make? Um, an average piece from start to finish, if it's poured, it's about a month. So I wait three weeks um, for my paintings to dry before I put the pr protective varnish on top of it so that it's cured really good. And then after that, letting that dry, and then I usually deliver, well, especially the big pieces. And you kind of touched on this, but I wanted to, to, to go back to this. If you get a custom or commission piece, is it really, you know, is it your vision or is it the... The customer's vision, do they tell you, hey, Charming, you, you're the artist. You go with and you bring back to me what, what, what you see. Or do they say, hey, this is what I want and, and, and do this? Um, I've had both. And just trying to make sure that they understand that no piece of mine is exactly alike. Everything is unique and original. Um, so thankfully, as of now, I've been really um, blessed to be able to kind of free it and they trust that what I'm going to bring to them is going to be what they need. And sometimes it's that I've created a piece and they love it so much, like it's going to work perfect, you know, in my space. The colors already go perfect with, um, you know, with my decor. And so that has been uh, really good, too, that it's worked out like that. Um, so I really love the the challenge of the commission and 
just being able to work on capturing what the what the client needs or wants. And what has been the piece of project that you've been most proud of, Charming? I would say right now it, it, it probably is the Sweet Fingers. Um, between the Sweet Fingers and the barbershop, because the barbershop has many of my paintings. And so it captures for me a beginning of uh, my journey and a continuance. Um, because now when I go there, I'm like, hey, you need a new piece now. You need something, you know, with where I'm at now, you know. Um, so it's really inspiring and really beautiful to see um, the barbershop decorated with with my artwork. Mostly uh, everything that's hanging in there, I created. Um, but the Sweet Fingers is so beautiful for me because it's the largest paintings that I've painted. Um, so for them, I did two four feet by five feet um, canvases. So that was great. And so in your, in your responses, I've heard a lot of themes, you know, faith and family, right? Your, your, your father was a painter. Your, your kids have gotten into it. Your cousin put your, put your pieces up in the barbershop, which really was kind of your start. Talk about that a little bit, kind of how important faith and family has been on your journey. Um, well, faith is God is my everything. And without him, I truly can do nothing. But thankfully that with him, I can do everything. Um, man, and, you know, I've been a mother since I was 16 years old. Uh, my oldest child is 30 and my youngest is four. So they've been a great, great part of my life um, where I wanted, even as becoming a young mother, just the best for my children and, you know, to really show them and teach them differently than some things I had learned, better things that I had learned, but then some of the same as well. Um, I lost both of my parents at a young age. Uh, My mom was 48. My dad was 50. So I believe in essence, I just cling to that a lot um, to really let my children still be able to know my parents in spite of them not being here. My father immigrated from Panama in the 70s, met my mom, married her, and I was the only product of that. And um, and then, you know, so they taught me a lot about God, you know, um, staying faithful, praying believing and that's been important um so so important and it's grown even so much more because i didn't realize at first that i could create with the holy spirit um that i didn't know and so now when i go into the studio early in the morning i'm just thankful you know, maybe listen to some of my classes from my mentor as I'm gearing up and getting ready and just get some more nuggets of the good things that we can do. Like this morning, I listened to um, one about uh, neuroplasticity and how we can change the pathways in our brain to think the things and to gear towards the things that we really want to do and places we want to go in our lives. And um 
So that was really touching, too, because I've been practicing some of that to like, you know, mindset stuff. And um, so it was really wonderful to listen to it in a different form and like, oh, okay, thank you. I need some new pathways. (laughs) So my children, I have six sons. And uh, so that for me alone has been very um, just different in life. I have all brothers, six brothers, six sons. And so that's what I've been so used to. I have one daughter, but it's always been so important for me to like really, really teach them the best that I could as their mother and as a black woman and as black children to um, be proud you know, be proud of their self, to believe in their self and to keep going. And that even when things don't look good, keep going. You know, even on the days I go out and I may not make one dollar, I may not make one sale, but I've talked to some beautiful, beautiful people, been able to smile and laugh and still see the people appreciate my art. And then, you know, every day is different. Someday I might go out and meet someone and eight months later, they're calling me back. So you just never know the intersections that you create um, with being faithful to yourself and just betting on yourself. Charming. One of the themes that I sense in in your story is one of resiliency, which which I just love. You're self-taught. You went out and found a mentor and then you started a business. I mean, that takes a lot of courage. I don't know if most people would would have sort of the, the, the courage um, and the tenacity to, to, to stick with that. But but my question is, what came easier, the art or the business? I would say probably the art. Um, I think some of the business only became easy because God placed that mentor in my path so that I I had built some courage to build a website and I don't consider myself so um, technology friendly all the time. And so that was a big challenge for me, but I was determined when I had got a price fee from somebody and I was like, Oh no, I'm not (laughs) where I'm going to get it from, you know? And so I was like, well, okay, this is what I can afford right now. And I just, you know, sat down and, worked on it and then it was like they're talking about pixels and connect this to this excuse me I didn't know what they was talking about so I had to like do a lot of research in that what this meant getting a domain name then transferring it to the website getting the uh, point of sale system um learning how to separate a savings for the taxes. And then I also met a gentleman on Facebook that does music and he helped me with learning to go get your Dunn's number to work on separating your business and your business credit. And so at that time in my life, I had just really started, like, even feel like I was caring about credit and all this. And I was like, I use cash. What you mean? You know? Well, that wasn't really doing nothing for me in in the sense of the bigger thing of how the world really goes. And um, so I just kept pushing, kept pushing to learn more things about it. And even now still, like I took a business class with the Mandela Center. Um, That was a six week class. So that helped me learn that I need to really keep inventory and 
you know, just a lot of different stuff. And then that there is different help out there for IT help or, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, the accounting portion of that, you know, just all these different avenues. And a lot of it, I'm still figuring out a lot of it. I'm still winging, you know, but I'm determined not to give up. I'm not going to let myself down. I feel like I've done that already. Um, and so now it's like, tell me when to go. I'm on it. <laughs> so, so what are your goals for the business? My goals for the business is I would like to open up a teaching space that has a teaching space, a gallery, and a workspace. And then also um, interior design firm, Robinson's design firm. And so I've been wanting to do interior design for a really long time. As a child, I always wanted to be a doctor. And I'm still very interested in medical, did some medical training in the past. Um, but now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be a paint doctor then. <laughs> and so just that and keep on learning. And then I've also been doing pop-ups at Lululemon. And um, so I've been able to sell within their store. And so one of my future goals is to be able to have my design on their items. Well, tell us more about how Lululemon happened. I know they just recently opened a new store in downtown Oakland. How did you start doing pop-ups there? They did. So I was connected with the agency and I did a pop-up at the agency that ended up being for Oakland Roots. And at that time, being honest, I had no idea what Oakland Roots was. And so I researched it and I found the logo. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to work on making something geared to that. And so I made, um, I usually make these uh, clock heads out of like a black woman's head piece of wood. And so with that, I made their logo on the bottom, the tree roots on the top, and I found these little soccer balls and I put it all within the tree and I resined it so it could be really, really shiny. And then so while I was visit, uh, vending at the so it's two stories in this one, while I was vending at that event, I just like did a sneak peek to one of the ladies like, let me show you something. And I showed her the thing and she just like went crazy. Like, oh my goodness, the founder of the soccer team is here. I'm going to go get him. He's going to love it. And so she went and, and got him and he was like immediately like, can I buy that? And then he in turn offered me to be able to come to the Oakland Roots games and be able to sell. So I haven't did that yet, but I've been creating stuff so that I can go sell in the future. And then while I'm there vending, in walks these two black women saying we are the assistant managers of the new Lululemon that um, is coming. And up until that time, I heard of Lululemon, but mostly on the news from the negative part of people leaving from there. So I hadn't walked in a Lululemon at all, ever. And so they invited me. I started emailing the lady, yes, I'm interested just to keep a connection. You know, I'm, I want to come. And so I didn't know what to expect. But when I went there for their, their grand opening was July 8th um, this year. And I went there. They welcomed me. I got to meet the regional manager and 
a few other people. And so I started doing the pop-up there and they started saying, well, right now you're the only vendor. So come back. And to this day, I'm still going back. So I usually go to Lululemon at least two days a week, um, sometime three. They have um, opened, it up, opened it up to other vendors. So that's beautiful, too, because other people get some opportunities to go in the store and, and do the same thing. Um, so that's been really beautiful. And that's also helping me with getting to see what it's like to have a brick and mortar and goals in business so far like as daily sales stuff to look forward to you know stuff like that um and that that's been interesting I was even uh and it was kind of negative but it was like positive and encouraging to me in a weird way that I had set one of my paintings outside of Lululemon one day and somebody tried to steal it and the security guard had to say, hey, like, what are you doing, you know? And um, so that was, like, weird and, but inspiring, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's been really wonderful. And I went to an event uh, the other day with, um, for Oakland Roots and got to meet Dr. Huey P. Newton's wife. So that was such an honor. Got to explain to her about my artwork, talk to her about my artwork. And um, so that's like now I barely go anywhere that I don't speak to someone about my artwork and pass on my card. Well, did the security guard get your, your art piece back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I got outside, it was on the easel like this. <laughs> Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, uh, well, Charming, this has been fantastic. I love your story. Uh, how can people find you? Um, I am all over the interweb. My uh, website is Star Designs by Charming. My name is spelled C-H-A-R-M-E-N-G. Same pronunciation, Charming. Just an E instead of an I. Um, so on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and my website, it's all Star Designs by Charming. And just the website, stardesignsbycharming.com. Um, my email, stardesignsbycharming at gmail. And my business phone number is 510-423-3092. 423-3092. I always post to uh, social media where I'm going to be at. So Berkeley, Oakland, you know, the different places I always post uh, where I'm, where I'm going to be for that day. Thanks so much for joining us today. I totally learned a lot about you and about your business and about your, your journey. And I just think it's a fantastic story. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.